Does he look like a bitch? I'm going nutsack of a chin right off your face. I am serious. I don't call me sure. They're not gonna catch us. We're on a mission from God. Uh, hello, 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 everyone. Welcome back to Level Up with Aiden and Dave. Um, we've got some exciting stuff to talk about this week. We're back on the back on the superhero hype. What we know and love. Um, yeah, we got we got some we got some cool stuff to talk about today. Uh, yeah, so it's going to be mainly about X Men this one, isn't it? Well, it's going to be all about X Men, but we're going to do our usual bit of pitter patter at the start. Uh, we're also trying something a little bit different. We're recording on our phones because the audio quality in the last episode was fucking whack. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully this will like so bad. <laughs> and we we like we do realise how bad it sounds. We've just got no other option at the moment. So we're gonna try this thing with the phones. See if that makes any difference. Get that ping ting on you. Yeah, right. So I've got question yeah. one for you, Mister David Jeffrey Hughes. Yeah. Okay. What would be the shittest mutant power ever. Shittest mutant power. Like of any of any, it doesn't have to be you, just anyone. Like the shittest mutant power you could possibly think of. Because I would argue that any mutant power would be pretty cool. Yeah. So it's almost like a mutant power, but it has like a crux. So like you can travel in time. To be able to do that power, you have to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, absolutely fucking hammered. Yeah, yeah, no, that I like, I like, I like, I like that. So you can meet like Queen Elizabeth the First, but you'll be absolutely off your tits. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone in time? I'm gonna go back and meet my great granddad. Yeah, granddad, how's it fucking going? I suppose there's a bigger risk of you just creating like an alternative future though when you when you go back to your present it's just like the nazis won the second world war or something <laughs> yeah what uh, i think there'd be a good one would be you can only fly but you've got to be sitting on the toilet to do it <laughs> <laughs> well like just sitting on the toilet or you actually be yeah, having like... to like actually you're actually like partway doing through doing a shit well potentially taking a shit but like per se you have like a special flight toilet outside you know that if you sit on the toilet in in that position you're gonna fly but that's the only way you can do it it doesn't work with like a chair it only works with a toilet so in 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 like a hostage situation they can run to the toilet sit on the loo and then just take off out on the roof of the building you have to press the flush <laughs> to be able to travel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fucking good. I can imagine that being like a like a nineties movie with uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Ah, oh, you got super strength for six hours, but you have to eat a whole packet of Jacob's crackers to do it. To have that <laughs> in one scene. <laughs> so dry. <laughs> like as you're fighting, you're just like spitting out crumbs. <laughs> That coming out of the mouth, just slicing enemies apart. <laughs> it's like another part of the power. It's like, mm. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's mm. good. We saw that other thing. It was like a, it was like a meme on Facebook. It was imagining like MCU characters 
but like if they had like British names. Yeah, so we've got um, it's like a thread. The Avengers, if they were British, so we've got Tin Bloke. <laughs> <laughs> I also quite like Tin Geezer. <laughs> yeah, Tin Geezer rolls off the tongue better. We've got the Absolute Unit, which is Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the Brick Shit House would be good for the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, that would be what it was called in the, like the nineteen sixties. <laughs> the, the Brick Shit House. <laughs> We've got Nick Fumin <laughs> Bantman <laughs> Bantman This one is really bad Lieutenant Blighty I don't like that You can tell an American wrote this Yeah What would you call Captain America If he was British Captain Tory <laughs> Captain Tory <laughs> yeah. I also like that Thanos is called Purple Wacky <laughs> Uh, Captain Captain Tory wouldn't have a shield. He would just have like a massive teacup. Yeah, I reckon um, Thor would be called Thundercunt. <laughs> yeah. Okay, with one for the Silver Surfer. You don't really surf in Britain, so it'll be like the shiny cyclist. <laughs> so he's like flying through the air. And he's like on a bike. He's actually got like a helmet on as well. <laughs> Shiny's all right on it. Like having a go at white van men, like, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that, I saw that. I've got you on video. I've got you on video. <laughs> um, they said um, Black Widow would be Daddy Longlegs. <laughs> I quite like that one. <laughs> I quite like that one. It's very spider-specific, though. Yeah. I feel like in Britain, though, you just put, like, half the word and then... And then, and then and then cunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it just works. We said this ages ago, didn't we? Yeah. Like, you can basically describe any person like that. Like, like Cyclops would be... <laughs> Cyclops would be laser cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, a little bit of description as well. When me and, when me and David say that word, uh, we, we like to think of... Instead of a C, it's a K, because... And it's like kind of nicer and it's more like a describing word. That word for us and kind of the culture that we sort of adopt, I suppose, or, or we've, we've created amongst us and our friends. It's not, it's not an insult, really. It, it depends how pronounced the T is. So if you yeah. proper pronounce yeah. the T, then that's, you're being serious. But if you, if you just say yeah. more like C-U-N, cunt, it's, it's more like a, <laughs> it's like, it's like a wonka you, you, or a wally. Like, oh, you Wally is yeah. like, oh, you can't. Or, or like, or yeah. even, even it's just like an enduring term. Like, when, when we uh, text each other, it's like, you're right, can't. <laughs> but, but I get for a lot of people, that would be quite hard for a lot of people to accept that as just like yeah. a normal word. We're going we're gonna to have to beep some of those cunts out. Yeah. <laughs> just to level it out. <laughs> just level it out a bit. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't wanna, we don't wanna alienate people that much. Right. Uh, okay, yeah, I had, I had one, I had one more question for you. Um, and that was, um, yeah, gone. I'm sort of saying this to sort of set this up for a shared anecdote that we have, and it is, uh, what is the strangest thing you found in your fridge? And I think you know what I mean. <laughs> guac. <laughs> the mighty guac. <laughs> Guac, I oh, mate, I'm gonna, mate, hang on, wait, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna shout out of the door. So we used to live with Connor, I'm just gonna shout guac. 
and see if he <laughs> see if he reacts. Connor man, right. just shout in here quickly. What do you know about guac? Guac. Guac. As in like guacamole. As in guac. No <laughs> Oh guac. <laughs> Big man. He's like Master Splinter in the in um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's like a small dog, the house pet that we never he saw. Just, Dave just asked me a question, what's the scariest thing that you've ever seen in your fridge? It was definitely that guac. Yeah, yeah. But also guac was the rat. Yeah, guac, the big guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, just knew you would like that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, so we got a double meaning, a double on yeah, we got we, we had two guacs. Our house at uni, uh, when Aidan moved in, we kind of just gave up on trying to keep it tidy. We <laughs> we were we were all in a dark place. We we're all in third year. We all just fucked up, and our hygiene went to unbelievable levels of like. I wouldn't say like our personal hygiene. Just the flat was pretty shit. Yeah, to be just, fair. Just our just it was mainly just the the shared living spaces, the kitchen and the hallway. Our rooms were alright. Our rooms were alright. That kitchen, mm. man. Okay, so so guac, uh, we had some guacamole and the bottle broke a little bit and then it sort of leaked out in the fridge and then we did nothing about it for, <laughs> we did nothing about it for like six months. <laughs> and, and it grew, man. Man grew. <laughs> that it, yeah, it was growing like some, it was like, it looked like Swamp Thing. It looked like Swamp Thing's jizz. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> it, it fucking and we'd like whenever we needed to get anything out the fridge we'd like quickly open and shut the door because no matter how quick you open that door there was always this fucking what? horrendous smell in the kitchen for like half an hour but we were just so scared to, to clean it do you remember the day that we actually cleaned it yeah we like I filmed it and you Connor Pete we all went in with like gloves and like hazmat suits it was like full on corona PPE <laughs> like and, <laughs> You got like a fucking, you got like a like a wallpaper scraper or something, didn't you, to get it out? I think I remember using that, <laughs> and it was like solid. It was like a cookie. But what I do remember was the rat, the rat. Yeah, we also had a little rat. We named the the rat Guac because basically <laughs> it was a shit house. So there was a place outside. It was like a little like thing attached to our kitchen where it had the boiler in. But there was a hole underneath our kitchen units that went outside. So, obviously, things coming up. There was no way that we could change it. We were moving Urban out in, like, London two months, well. weren't we? And we were just like, fuck it. Yeah. We were just like, okay. Um, so, we... Well, we didn't really know what was happening at first. But we named it Guac. But this rat, man, was fucking massive. And we... <laughs> We eventually poisoned it, didn't we? Yeah, you just came home one day with a fuckload of poison, and like it was like, oh shit, okay. Aiden was like, I'm not, I'm not taking this shit anymore. And you had like a little tray, you just filled it and put it under like the kitchen unit, and then there was some dodgy smells. So I think, I think there was a couple. I think one sort of died in the wall. Yeah, and then the other one, it kind of like got outside, got halfway down our stairs outside, and then just died. <laughs> like halfway up the stairs, just dead, massive. I picked rat. The thing up. It was like a fucking puppy. It was literally like a chihuahua puppy. It was massive. And you got the dustpan of a dustpan and brush. Yeah, I that's it my favourite bit about and... it. It was just a dustpan. <laughs> 
And then I literally, it felt so rank that as soon as I picked it up, you know when you touch or like feel something disgusting and your whole body just goes in shock and you're like, oh, 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 oh. Like even though I didn't centrally touch the rat, like I touched it through the way I picked it up with with the thing and and I just fucking hurled it like you scooped it like straight over your side over your shoulder and I <laughs> like refilmed it and the fucking rat was like limp in mid air like and it went so fucking far <laughs> and the sound it made as it hit the ground as well because it sort of like got caught up in a tree. <laughs> and then, like, yeah. slapped onto the ground. Oh, man. It was... But you know something... It's kind of peak because that definitely got killed by the poison. And if anything else ate that rat, that probably died as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now I feel kind of bad about it. But anyway, that was it was literally like the size of a small velociraptor. It was disgusting. Dark times, dark times. <laughs> Yeah, let's move on to the to the main event. X Men. X Men. X Men. X Men indeed. So I I didn't watch X Men. I mean, I've I've seen them. They're kind of like films that are on on TV. You've caught them um, recently with the whole Disney Plus um, vibe, haven't you? Yeah. So basically, I've slammed through most of the X Men films. I've not seen um, Days of Future Past or Apocalypse yet. I've seen them, but I don't remember them. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's one of yeah, those yeah. things. And I'll just, I'll just rewatched. But I really, like, enjoyed that original trilogy. Um, but, yeah, so we're going to talk about Wolverine first, aren't we? Yeah, like, because, well, we just we just knew that we were going to go off on a tangent about Wolverine, so we thought may as well get him out of the mm. way first. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's, like, I was saying to you earlier, like, he's basically the Tony Stark of X-Men. Um, like, he was there yeah. from the start. He carried the franchise... Uh, he made the franchise what it is. Um, everything kind of stemmed from his character. Yeah. And the way that, obviously, Hugh Jackman is so unbelievably iconic in that role. Even yeah. though he's, mm. he's, he's he took it on a very different tangent to Wolverine is in the comics. He's almost like a sort of Danny DeVito kind of character in the comics. Yeah. It was a big risk that they they changed it that much but I think ultimately it's kind of worked in its favour like I don't think anyone can complain really obviously if you're going from the first three X-Men films the first two are pretty good the second one's the best and in my opinion the third one is the worst to be fair to those three films I haven't watched them in fucking ages but from what I remember the second one was always the best you've watched them more recently than me so um yeah so I watched the I watched the original trilogy very recently I'll agree the third one is not the best one by any means but it is a good film. It's not. It's not awful. It just. I've, I've kind of noticed after doing this podcast for like like a month now, a month and a half, that the movies that sit in like the anywhere between kind of two thousand and seven, two thousand and twelve, they all kind of like have this like same weird actiony feeling that is strange. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because we recently talked about quite a lot of movies uh, from that time period, from like two thousand to. 2007 haven't we like yeah and i think i think i think from based on over the ones that we've talked about pirates of the caribbean is the one that feels most forward thinking it, yeah. it feels like the one that was yeah. made least in that time period but yeah i totally get what you mean yeah because absolutely i watched league of extraordinary gentlemen and that had a very similar vibe to that yeah. like first x-men film as well and that came out in that same time period uh, yeah but the, the first and the second one are really really strong and I, I i enjoyed it because it was kind of like going back 
in time in cinema. Like it was. Yeah. I love like how like graphics and stuff has moved on with Marvel and all the all the films. They all look they all look fantastic. I mean, the nanotech suit on Tony Stark in the Avengers film is just like, yeah, it looks yeah. incredible. But sometimes it does sometimes and only sometimes maybe like lose focus a little bit and then you kind of start to realize that it's really computer generalized you know what i mean it's all very con it's all very graphic and i think the films that especially the first two x-men films they got all of these kind of stuff that is that is actually there like the building where this where they go to school and and, and not the wheelchair they had to do it because they didn't have the choice to just make it on the computer in after do you know what i mean they didn't have yeah, that. Definitely. They didn't have that option, so they had to go in with this kind of like look and like Magneto in the first two films. He's so cool when he kills that bloke. The second one. Yeah. Oh man. It gets uh, Mystique to inject this security guard with like these really fine bits of metal, and then he oh. he's like the security guard for Magneto's like prison cell, and then he literally draws all of the metal out of him, and he bursts, kind of thing. It's fucking brutal. Oh man. I think the inventiveness with that scene as well was really cool um there isn't mm, such a brutal death like that in the mcu like i think i think that's where no. that era of uh marvel really sort of stands up is is in that kind of like very shocking they're almost like proper films in a way i don't want to say like the mcu aren't proper films yeah but they're they're a completely different type yeah, of no, cinema i know exactly what you mean i haven't seen the third one in a long time but i remember it not being very good at all uh, i just i just you know is it is it vinnie jones that's in it doesn't he play juggernaut yeah 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 he's awful man it ruined the whole thing <laughs> for me that that final battle scene in the third one um was you know it was bearable because the thing is is you know that something kind of is coming on the horizon, you know that it's been remade again. So I was watching it and I was like, "Yeah, it's all right," but I don't know who the fuck cast Vinnie Jones as a juggernaut. No, nah. like, he's literally like it's it's like it, yeah, it, yeah. I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm excited to see like Juggernaut done properly because obviously he's in Deadpool two a bit, but. Yeah. But yeah, like he is a bit of a piss day. I want to see him as like a henchman for like a, a proper villain. I think that'll be sick. Yeah, I think well, we we can definitely agree that Wolverine is the most popular, and I feel like it's very Hugh Jackmany. Yeah, it's almost it's almost as if the first couple are from the Wolverine's perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, we're like genuinely focused on him most of the time, and we kind of pan off into other characters. But I mean. He is the glue that holds the X-Men universe together for me. Yeah, like definitely. Without Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, I don't think that the X-Men series would be half as successful. And without having Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, I don't think that you would have got Patrick Stewart, Ian McKellen, all these other fairly big names yeah. either. And I think that's why it's such a great... Do you know what I mean? It is one of the greats because it's Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen and all those fantastic, fantastic classical actors... Like coming together to do something that was at its time when it was released really fucking amazing. Well, uh, based on what uh, on that, uh, did you know that like um, Patrick Stewart was the first ever person to be cast as a mutant? No, I didn't. Because he was he was like a fan favorite for Professor X since like the mid nineties. Since he was in like Star Trek in the nineties and stuff like that, the, the, the oh, public yeah, wanted suppose, yeah. wanted to see him as as Professor X. So like, oh right, okay. At the time, no one else was even considered for the role. Yeah. So yeah, like, well, I couldn't see anyone else doing it. No, 
Definitely not right, from right. actors from that period in time. But yeah, Wolverine. So yeah, you've got the X Men Origins uh, Wolverine. At, at the time, yeah. I fucking loved it. I was the perfect age. I I went to see it in the cinema with my dad, and it was it was fucking great. There there were some really good moments movie. in those films. There are some really good yeah. moments in it, but there are, there was a lot of bad moments in it as well. Um, yeah, I, I, my the the moment in my mind really has stayed with me, like just because it was so fucking cool. Is when when they're gonna like rob that bank or something. Ryan Reynolds, he's got the guns and he chucks the guns up in the air and then he slides like the cartridge of bullets in as he catches the guns. Like that, I just yeah, thought, yeah, when yeah, I watched yeah, yeah. that when I was when I was a kid, I was just like, fuck, that was cool. I really um, loved. Um... All of the fight scenes with Wolverine's brother were, like, awesome. And I love yeah. the idea that there was someone that was exactly like him, that was so close to him, that... Yeah. That would, like, fuck him, like, that bad, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it yeah. Was, and it was... He was... I mean, he was perfect casting. I can't remember his name now, but he's such a good, evil prick, that bloke. Yeah, He's yeah. so good at playing a horrible, horrible man. And he did it so well. And he looks... He looks like he's part werewolf as well, which I love. Yeah, yeah. The bit when he uh, when he runs over Wolverine's like bone claws of the car, like that oh, is fucking. Oh, it's God. so visceral. It's so visceral yeah. that film. Um, that, uh, what the bit the, the bit that I hated is when he when he stops um, Wolverine's girlfriend and drags his claws up the bonnet of the car, and they yeah. go straight through the metal. When you hear it, it's disgusting. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, it's oh man, it's. I do, I do a lot. That is a criticism of the of the Disney MCU that it doesn't uh, go in hard enough for that sort of stuff. It is kind of like CVB's superheroes in a sense. Yeah. But I mean, it is that way of doing it is a lot closer to the comics, Uh, and and the era of the comics that Disney are sort of adapting. That's what it was like. What I'm thinking is, as they introduce the X Men to the MCU. It, it might get darker and they might take more risks with making it a little bit uh, more edgy here and there. It doesn't need to be that much. Just a little yeah. bit of like those sorts of visceral scenes that you really remember, you really yeah. remember that you're like, fuck. Like something like that just yeah. here and there, I think would really sort of give it a bit more like punchiness. It would, it would spice it up. But I mean, like, I feel like the Marvel Universe at the moment is there's a long way to go with that they've got all of yeah. these really dark characters they've not even used like the marvel vampires and stuff like that like yeah, yeah. when they get to that point it's gonna have to be it can't be like iron man uh, captain america don't worry i'll see the yeah. day it's gonna have to be a bit more gory a bit more bloody it's gonna have less family more adult because yeah. at the end of the day that's where most of your fans are with the marvel series there is new fans there's always new fans of the marvel series but the ones that are the ones that are paying you know what I mean? The ones that are bringing their families to the box office are the blokes that read the comics in 60s, 70s, 80s because they remember having that issue and seeing that and now they're seeing it on the big screen with all of this money put behind it. Like They're the ones who you're trying to get in. And so eventually, if they go too far with this family-orientated thing, it's going to wear off. This is why I feel like it's all planned, because X-Men, it is more gritty. The, the substance and the story is more gritty. It's about hate. It's about 
racism and that's the reason for it. That's the reason why X Men exists because Stan Lee, I think it was Stan Lee, wanted to make a like a metaphor for the race wars that were going on in the in the late seventies and eighties, and it, and he wanted to try and make a story for kids could understand and like learn from and get a, like a more wider perspective on this sort of racism culture. But yeah, and I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be good for. Disney to sort of try and take those kinds of risks. So you're a big fan of the latter three. All the X-Men films have been made in the last ten years. You liked those ones, didn't you? When I started watching them, you were like, yeah, like these ones are the best ones. I think I've said this before, but I hated the MCU films. Well, I didn't hate them. I, I loved Iron Man at the time. I loved Iron Man. But everyone else that they kind of did at that time, I really didn't give a shit about. And I was really invested with X-Men. I, I always thought that at that point that X-Men was a lot stronger as a, as a franchise. Yeah, like I say, I loved the, the second one as a kid and Origins, X-Men Origins Wolverine, I was a big fan of because I was the perfect age yeah. for it. I didn't see First Class in the cinema. I saw it around my friend's house and then it just like completely blew my fucking mind. First Class and Days of Future Past are the ultimate X-Men films, in my opinion. Um, yeah. First Class, it's a, it's like it's a Kingsman movie with X Men, obviously because it's the same director, but it was just mm. a fantastic film. And then I actually saw Days of Future Past in the cinema, and yeah, it was amazing. And I loved the fact that they managed to merge what they set up in the first three X Men with what they created like so much better in First Class. Uh, I, I just loved that yeah. they managed to like bind those two things together mm. i mean i really i watched first class the most that's the most recent one i've watched first class and it was one of those ones where like, i didn't take my eyes off the screen for the whole time because yeah. it's just there's something happening all the time and yeah I, I really enjoyed it and it was also nice to see all the actors change and um people trying out new stuff i really really like that um the bloke that screams that's got that sonic scream and does the flight. Oh, yeah, Banshee. Yeah, I, I love that guy. Like, I thought he was brilliant. I, I love those, like, little characters that come in and they, they're, like, mad to the team. Do you know what I mean? I was less focused on, on Xavier and, and Magneto and, and that kind of thing. They had the really cool scenes, but I was seeing all these other people, like the guy that dies first in the X-Men, in the X-Men campus, who can, like, adapt to survive. That is such a cool... That is such a cool power. Like, that was yeah, so yeah. cool. I remember seeing... Oh, when I watched that, I was like, yes! I mean, that was the thing. That's what kind of really blew my mind with it. Like, the thing I love most is seeing, like, lots and lots of different characters that have all these really cool different powers. And that's what the film really has going for it. It really shows the range of what X-Men can actually be and do in that film. There is a fucking some great Magneto scenes in that film when he's a kid and yeah. he's in like outfits and, and like all of that oh, sort of stuff yeah. and then the guy when Kevin Bacon kills his mum and then he like fucking oh, like man. loses his shit and crumples all of them like helmets that the soldiers are wearing and uh, and then the bit at the love... end when he when he when he slowly puts the coin through the guy's head slow oh, as fuck yeah. like and the music as well for that bit the music is fucking great I love it when he picks up the submarine as well or when he tries to pick up the submarine it doesn't work I yeah. love that scene oh when he's holding onto it through the water yes did you know the uh, that scene when they accidentally fire the missile that happened in real life <laughs> yeah so I love the fact that they actually included like a real life situation and then 
slot the X-Men into it to kind of explain why it happened. I love that aspect to it as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, they're just they're just very strong. I won't, I won't skip on just really quickly. I just want to mention that there's that there's that ninja Wolverine film. The Wolverine. Yeah, the Wolverine. In the middle. No. Dire. Really bad. <laughs> Not good. I haven't um, seen that in a long time. I didn't think it was that bad, but yeah, it was definitely... At, um... Just coming off to the, the origin story of Wolverine... And then that's the next one. It just really annoyed me because it was like it was like they explored so much in Origins. They explored so 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 much, and I get that they it is closely linked to Wolverine, but it just felt like a ninja film with Wolverine in it. Like it could have been yeah. anyone. It could have been Jason Statham. It literally could have been anyone, but they chose to have <laughs> Hugh Jackman as Wolverine in it. I think what happened was because uh, X Men Origins Wolverine didn't go down very well. It, mm. It's kind of it kind of tanked in the cinema. So then they they quickly tried to put out another one to try and save the franchise. But again, it's it sort of like they didn't think about it too much. They didn't try and make it work, <laughs> like or or have a reason to yeah, do it. But I mean, it was kind of all mm. saved with Logan. To be fair, let's be let's be let's be real for a sec. Yeah, Logan really sort of pushed the bar, and I think I think what really makes Logan stand out is uh, the lack of CGI in that film. Makes it feel yes. like such a human grounded like situation. I never actually thought about it, but it's very not dissimilar to Joker. Really, it has that same vibe. I mean, it is different, but it's not. I don't know. Like, yeah. Is that that bareness around the, that character's life. You see everything stripped back. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. It's more of like a human uh, look yeah. at, a, at, at like a superhero character. It's almost autobiographical, but not. Yeah. The, the thing about Logan as well is it's such a sad fucking film, man. I remember feeling like so sad at the end of it. Like, yeah, that's, that's it. There's, there's no more Wolverine. Like, that's how he fucking dies. Yeah. Like, getting fucking slapped into like a tree stump. It's fucking yeah it is emotional like, i'm not looking forward to getting to the end and watching logan really but i'm gonna do it haven't you seen it yet oh no i've seen it i've seen it talking of talking of how i wasn't supremely impressed by wolverine what dark phoenix because i've not seen that but you you kind of steered me away from it really it's definitely worth watching let me say that um it's it's definitely a step back and especially at the time <laughs> It came out as well. It like came out the same year that Disney were releasing these fucking like amazing Marvel films. So like yeah. I'd actually completely forgotten about the X Men. I just did not think about them at all. I forgot that they existed. Yeah. Uh, because I got so swept away with like the MCU. And then the trailer for Dark Phoenix came out. I was like, oh yeah, fuck. Oh yeah, why are they bringing? Why are they doing another one of them? One yeah. side of me was kind of, oh, why are they doing that again? And then the other side was like. Well, I would kind of like to see, like, um, James McAvoy back, like, kind of thing. When I left the cinema, I was like, yeah, that was it was pretty decent. And I, I, I didn't really get why people slated it so much. And then I watched it, like, a couple of weeks ago, and I, I saw a bit more of why people didn't like it. On second watch, it's really not as good. I think first watch, you're surprised at how good it is. Second watch, then you're like... Oh no! Yeah, actually, no. There is quite a lot of shit to this film. They they do so many yeah. annoying things, and they they kill off characters that you've been emotionally invested in for years in such a just slapdash way without even really any purpose. I mean, I don't really want to spoil it for you, but uh, Jennifer Lawrence's mystique is just killed like that, like she just died. 
And they don't. They don't. Oh. And it's, there's not really any purpose for it. It's just it, literally the only reason they do it is so that Beast is a bit angry for the, for the rest of the film and sad. That's the only reason they do it. Do we think that potentially that was a step to kind of end that era of the X-Men? 100%. I think Disney got the rights to the X-Men like uh, just before the film came out. So basically on this film, it was a co-production with Fox and Disney had a stake in the film as well. And there was some other company that worked on it. So there was all these different companies like working on it and Disney were definitely making moves to sort of round it off so then they, they could like yeah. make everyone forget about those films so then they can do it their own way. I think that was definitely what was going on. It's a very classic Disney move. They like to do that, don't they? They're doing that with Star yeah. Wars at the moment. Rinsing off all the old characters so they can just open it up again. Yeah, and then and then they own it all because then they can make their own yeah. characters for it and then make all the money off that. Because yeah. they still have to give like the money for the, for the toys and everything to the original creators. Yeah. But then if there's none of the yeah, original exactly. characters left in it, then it can just all be theirs. Yeah. But then there's this other film that's been fucking flying around... So, New Mutants. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, this was originally set to come out in 2017, right? But um, there were so many issues with the production. It was meant to be a, a um, trilogy, yeah. It was meant to be a trilogy, but then this whole shit with Disney kind of got involved and they were like, uh, no, You're like, you, can, you can finish off the one you've started, but like you can fuck off the other two. So yeah, it was meant to come out in 2017 and they had the issues with production and they, they chose casts. Uh, the, the cast members in it are like Anya Taylor-Joy, um, fucking Will Byers' older brother from uh, Stranger Things and uh, oh, Ariana wow. Stark from, from Game of oh, Thrones. Yeah, Maisie. Maisie. Maisie Williams. So they cast them, but then because they had to halt the production for some reason, the cast kind of grew up. So, so then they had to reshoot a load of it, and then it was meant to come out in April 2018, and then for some reason it didn't come out in 2018, and then it was meant to come out in Feb 2019, and then for some reason it didn't come out in 2019. And then now, uh, it was meant to come out this year, it was meant to come out in, like, April, but then obviously the coronavirus happened, so now it's not coming out till 2021. <laughs> and you know, it, I feel so bad for this film, man, because he, he, like, the director had a really strong concept. Like, uh, it's, it definitely highlights the fact with X-Men that it really lends itself to being done in lots of different ways and it doesn't all have to connect like the MCU you can have lots of one-off individual movies with X-Men and you can try mm. it in lots of different ways and he want, he basically wanted to make a horror film with X-Men mutants and I think that's a really yeah. strong concept but it's you know because it's been fucked around with so much it's going to be a proper crap film and it's, it's going to be nothing be... like what the director originally intended. Here's what I think. It's either going to be that, that like, because now Disney owned the rights to that, they're not going to release it in in the potential that it might be good enough, that it might tarnish what they've got in the mix already. This is my issue yeah. with it. When, the, when it. when they do release that film, because they've been brushing it under the carpet for three years now, by the time the fourth year comes along, they're going to put it out to release. They'll probably put it on Disney+. Plus. It won't go into cinema. I, I doubt it will go into cinema. I've got the same feeling. I think it'll, it'll go straight to the streaming services. I mean, I think it will have a much better reception on, on the, uh, if it just went straight yeah. to streaming services as well. 
because, mm. like, Netflix put out a lot of films that they've just made, and a lot of them are complete shit. But because they, they, they only go on Netflix, and you're, like, just looking for anything to watch, and then you see a new thing on there, and it's like, oh, it's a Netflix film, oh, I kind of know what that's going to be like, I'll just put it on. And then you, you, you yeah. rate it a lot more fairly than if you would paid to see it in the cinema. Um, yeah, and as I well, agree, yeah. considering how Disney Plus, I mean, I've had it like fucking like two months now, and they still haven't put any new shit on there. It's the same yeah, shit that was on there when, it, when not anything really that I felt like watching. The, I think what Netflix has got going for it, they they constantly put out a lot of material. I feel like with Disney Plus, they've they've held back on a lot of the shit that they own. And they haven't put it up yet. Um, yeah. So I, I yeah, I think I think if. If that just gets put on Disney Plus, I'll be up for that. They want to make yeah. Disney Plus like a proper family-friendly area, so I don't know if New, New Mutants will actually end up on there. Might end up on like Amazon yeah. Prime or some shit. <clears throat> yeah, who knows? Well, yeah, I think it. I think it will be a good film. But let's let's use this and kind of go on to really what we want to see from the new. Yeah, X Men in the MCU. What do we want to see? <laughs> What do I want to see? I don't know, but it needs. They need the casting. They need to treat the casting really, 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 really well because. All right. Once you cast someone, let's again use and our again fucking amazing casting skills. Let's get some cast casting right. going. I mean, there was rumors going around that Denzel Washington was going to be Magneto, and I think that's very strong. Like, because Magneto like in in the first in in the in the other films, he's got this whole relationship with being a Jew in 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 Germany during the war. If it was Denzel Washington, then he could have been young during the civil rights movement in the sixties. I think I think that would be a strong basis for that character, and as well, seeing yeah. Magneto performed by a black actor would just be great and you know people complain but it doesn't make any difference it doesn't make any difference it, like it, it's got if as long as you've got a f- strong foundation for uh, and a reason for doing it there's no like racial differentiation in in x-men like the previous years is very white it's so white yeah storm is the only character that isn't white yeah um i don't really like that they need to die kind of take, it sucks it sucks something out of it it you know, like when you rewatch it, you're like, oh, there's actually no, there's no one, there's no one representing everyone here. It's just all yeah, like young white people. Yeah. Oh, what we say? We said that Taron Egerton is quite is. I'd love up to see for, Taron Egerton as Wolverine. I think he would be very good. Very good. He's, he's a he's a shorter bloke. He's 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 got his own acting style as well. Like he he's got he's got a similar level of intensity with his performance like Hugh Jackman and like Hugh Jackman he's also yeah. done musicals and shit like that they're kind of almost parallels but he he has mm. got his own his own vibe and i think i'd love to see Taron Egerton playing Wolverine against um Tom Holland playing Spider-Man i'd love to see that on screen that would be fantastic i agree yeah our um, british boys yeah <laughs> <laughs> We had a big chat about about Professor X, didn't we? We're not sure who. Well, I said Gary Oldman for Professor X. Oh yeah, you said Gary Oldman. I don't know. I don't feel like they'll go with someone as old as Gary Oldman. Well, it needs to match up with Magneto. That's the thing. And and Denzel Washington yeah. is in his sixties. Gary Oldman is in his sixties. Yeah, I suppose. 
but the thing is as well, with uh, Professor X, he's got to be British. He's got to be a, yeah. an older statesman British actor, like the one rule. I mean, there is one person who I think mm, might be able to do it justice, but, I mean, they'd have to do something to him. But maybe, just maybe, Eddie Redmayne? Um... I don't know. You look horrified. (laughs) (laughs) You were like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) Do we not think? Do we not think? Uh, Nah, I don't know. I just, if he was like, if he, if we could like put him in like a time machine and age him like 30 years or something, maybe. I don't know. I just think he's a little bit too wimpy. uh, And See, see, this is the thing. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if, because I think that Taron Egerton is probably the the highest probability rate of being Wolverine out of like other people yeah. like cast kind of like fan casting. I think he's probably up there with the most likely. I mean, yeah. who wouldn't want to be Wolverine if they got offered it? Taron Egerton definitely would want to be Wolverine. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And with Taron Egerton being the age he is, he's still not that old. So I can't... I'm struggling to see a really old... I'm struggling to see 60-year-old, 70-year-old Magneto Professor X versus... Well, well, that's what Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen were like. Yeah, I know, they but were... they all look just so much older, don't they? Oh, my Lord! I've got our Professor X. Who? Ralph Fiennes, the guy that plays uh, Voldemort. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He is. Prof- yeah. He could do it. He is Professor yeah. X. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he's Professor X. Or potentially Professor X, even Colin Firth. Mm. We haven't seen Colin mm. Firth in the MCU yet. Um, we haven't seen Colin Firth. I don't think we're going to see Colin Firth as Professor X. I think Ralph Fiennes would be the best bet. Yeah. Or even um, think... even Kenneth Branagh, actually. He could be a decent Professor X. Yeah, I'd like to see John Sim just smash in. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, oh. I'm trying to think. He would have to be the right character, though. He would be a great Silver Surfer. I know we've got uh, Stanley Tucci as Silver Surfer, but John Sim would be a great Silver Surfer. Yeah, I'd also quite like to see John Sim as Gambit. I think John Sim as Gambit. I don't know Gambit. Cool. Uh, I don't know Gambit as a character Gambit, well enough. He is in the. He is in the films. He is in the. He's in the Chinese Wolverine film. Oh yeah, see that's the one I watched longest ago. I can't remember yeah. it. He's like magic, and he can like cut people to pieces with, like, cards. They were going to do a Gambit film with uh, the guy from yeah, Magic with Mike. Tatum. Was... Yeah, yeah, Channing but it Tatum, never yeah. happened. Well, it just died, and I think Channing Tatum's a poor choice for a superhero, too. Yeah, personally. yeah. If anything, he would be quite a good juggernaut. Yeah, yeah. What do we think is going to be the game with the new X-Men? My prediction, let's see if it pans up, my prediction is that uh, due to the result of uh, the Thanos, well, the Infinity Gauntlet clicks... That's released a certain amount of gamma radiation that has uh, like enhanced the the mutant genes in in the in the population. Uh, I don't know mm. if they, if they had no powers and then the, as a result of the click, it, it's created all these powers, or they already had low level abilities and it's just enhanced them. I think it would be yeah. a shame if Professor X suddenly gained his powers in his fifties. I think that would be shit. Like he he has got to, like have had those powers from being a child. Maybe as a result of the clicks, it's enhanced his powers, and then maybe it's created even more mutants than there were. I think there's definitely going to be something. I like the idea that the glitch does that. Yeah, it's almost. It seems like perfectly set up, doesn't it? Because that happened right at the very end. And then with Spider-Man Far From Home, you've got... We've suddenly introduced this idea that 
there's people coming back and they're older and it's weird and yeah um, and and actually that that guy that peter parker doesn't like he is a bit booky isn't he he thinks like you know uh peter parker thinks that like mj is interested in that other guy in far from home Oh, yeah. No, actually, I did read somewhere that he's going to be something. Yeah, that's what I read as well. I don't know, it it does make perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Even if it was some sort of radiation energy that... I was just going to say, what would you do if uh, his best mate, you know, like the fat Asian kid, if he was like the blob? (laughs) (laughs) Brutal. (laughs) He's so cool, that kid. He's so cool. Yeah, I love him. He's amazing. I love him. I feel like they need to they need to do it in a way where it's gonna it's gonna jump straight in. There's no point messing around because we've seen so much of the X Men before. Yeah. Um. So, it, if they're bringing in new characters, they need to they need to come in straight away with them doing something as a team. Yeah. Or them finding out something as a team. Like I'm, like I'm just not sure. I just don't want to start from the beginning again. And I feel like that's going to be the issue with restarting it. I think what they need to do is yeah, definitely as a result of the blip. The mutants are now more present. The Fantastic Four are a thing. And there's, like, some film where it's maybe even, like, Spider-Man 4 or something where there's a lot of these events happening, these weird cases of people doing dodgy shit. Like, there's a report that they heard a man crushing, like, a metal fence with his mind or something. And they're like, oh, they, they try and yeah. investigate it. And then through that, they already they find the X-Men and, and the individual characters. Like, they're introduced to Magneto and stuff like that. And then, or maybe, like, how they introduced Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man. Uh, he just turns up mm. in the Dark Shadows. He's like, you introduce Professor X like that. He, like, comes in and he's like, oh, I need to let you know that the mutants are a thing and, and I want to set up a, a school to protect them kind of thing. And then that's, like, how they set yeah. it up. That's definitely what they should do. It, it needs to... What I do Stuff think... already needs to be going on in the background of other films, brewing, yeah. and then it gets to, a, like, a, one film where they actually go on, full-on and investigate it and set up the story. And then after that, that's when you, when you have a standalone X-Men film. What I will say is that I do think that the Fantastic... The new Fantastic Four team, whoever that might be, is crucial to this next phase of Marvel that's going to happen. Is absolutely yeah. crucial because reading, um, um, I've been, I've been, because obviously we're in quarantine, we've got nothing to do, so I've been going hard on my comics, um, and I've been collecting a lot from the early nineties. Yeah, what I've seen time and time and time and time again is the Fantastic Four. Are mentioned and appear in almost every other character's comic, all the way from the Moor to to Spider Man to all the people, X Men. They're all like it's all intertwined. Like, um, and I think that now the Avengers need to take a step down. They're not going to be the main G's in Manhattan. We need that other kind of base unit, the Fantastic, the Baxter Building, isn't it? It's the Baxter Building yeah. where. Um, where is that like? Because we've now lost. We've not got Avengers Tower anymore. That's smashed to pieces. Yeah, we've got yeah. the we've got the Avengers base in wherever it is. We need we need that. Hub it, it's like a, it's again. a it's a new organization, and I think what what always works with the Marvel franchise and and why it is so strong that you always need to have a family at the center of it. We've had the we've had the the misfits and and the oddballs from the from the Avengers that have all come together like the like Iron Man, the Hulk, Black Widow, Thor, and Captain America. They're all misfits that just ended up together. We now I think what we need is the the Fantastic Four, 
they're already friends, they're already a group, but then they ha now have to learn how to do their lives with their new abilities. From that, the pre-existing characters that haven't left will join in with them. Yeah. The uh, Fantastic Four are the ones that are leading the missions. Yeah, and not, not to mention as well the fact that Reed Richards is connected. He's able to locate these mutants, and I think that's how X-Men is going to just start slamming in is because we're yeah. going to meet Fantastic Four. I think Fantastic Four is coming, isn't it, soon? Yeah, yeah. Well, they have confirmed that they're doing it. Yeah, and in the next three or four years, I'm assuming, it will, it will be out in the cinemas. And, and I think that is when we're going to have Reed Richards' character. He's going to, like you said earlier, essentially become the new Tony Stark. He's going to become the hub of that. It is, it's, going to be, it's going to create a hub of this kind of thing, and, and it's going to be the Fantastic Four searching for these people. And then through that, like you said before, we're going to meet these mutants and then hopefully that will tease in like that yeah yeah definitely um mm. i was just thinking as well like we haven't seen daniel radcliffe in the mcu yet he could also be a pretty strong wolverine also be a decent yeah. cyclops you know i'd love to see daniel radcliffe as wolverine man shaggy look and he's a short ass yeah as well. yeah yeah i never thought about that before that would be so good for his career. <laughs> He's definitely got that ability to be able to play a character like that. I think. Yeah, it would it would, it would level up his career as well. Imagine seeing some, seeing him go from little Harry Potter to like this rough kind of. Wolverine it would give it definitely give him a new lease of life, one hundred percent. Also, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Where the fuck has he been in the last few years? <laughs> like, disappeared. I love how the actors they just disappear, don't they? They just go, yeah. and then they come back. You know what we were saying about Orlando Bloom? Um, yeah. like in the, apparently, he's, he's having a kid with Katy Perry. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, no. Like, I saw it on the Instagram. I was like, oh, Katy Perry is like, um, nearly going to give birth or something. And I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I didn't even know they were together. Oh, that's mad. Can you imagine the, yeah, the child of Orlando Bloom and Katy Perry? That's going to be such a fucking weird he's, kid. He's going to be the most beautiful child in all of the world. <laughs> the, the ultimate poser. Yeah, that's going to be crazy. Oh, I didn't. I yeah. didn't even realize that. Yeah, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's been gone, mate. He, I don't know where he's gone. I always get him confused yeah. with someone else as well, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah, he does look really like someone else. Yeah, he looks like so many other like actors. He's like a hybrid of like Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, like Andrew Garfield, <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. He's like yeah. a hybrid of all of them. And I mean, who who would you say has got to be the Invisible Woman then? I know you don't like this, but I want Emily Blunt. Mm. I think it would be good if they were in their thirties. Emily Blunt and her husband John Kransky, or whatever his name is. Yeah. No, oh, I don't know. I, I, I like. I actually quite like the idea of the girl that plays Daenerys Targaryen being the Invisible Woman. Amelia Clark. Yeah. Yeah, she'd be decent. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd agree with you with that. I think. I think. I, I don't know. Like, I do love Emily Blunt. Is a fantastic actress. There's no taking that away from her. Yeah. But I'm just not sure how I feel about her style coming into the, I don't know like the, like just the Marvel universe. I'm not sure she fits. What about Amelia Clark as the Invisible Woman and Army Hammer as Mr. Fantastic? Army Hammer. Yeah. Who the bloody hell's that? You know Army Hammer. Hang on. Well, no, I don't. It's a stupid name. It's a stupid <laughs> name. You would you'll definitely recognise him. He was in um, he's in the Man from Uncle, the Guy Ritchie film. He's the guy that plays like oh, the, the yeah, Russian yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon he'd be pretty decent as Mr. Fantastic. He's the Lone Ranger. He looks more like a, a torch to me, a human torch. 
Well, I think the Human Torch should e- should be Zac Efron. Oh yeah, that would definitely bring some people in to watch it as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, as well, it's really important they do Doctor Doom right because it could be it like it's such a cringy fucking character, Doctor Doctor Doom. Yeah, well. Well, I found out something really interesting about Doctor Doom the other day when I was watching Comic Book Men. So, Stan Lee was in the comic book store and he basically, he said, um, he told this guy, he was like, um, no one understands the character of Doctor Doom. See, he's not actually a villain. And I was kind of like, what? Like, how can Doctor Doom not be a villain? And then it's not illegal for him to want to rule the world. Everyone wants to rule the world. This is the way Stan Lee put it as well. So I was just like, wow. He was like, yeah, yeah. wouldn't you rule the world if, if you could? Like, wouldn't you want to? Wouldn't you want to? Like, yeah. centrally, he's not a villain. He just wants to take over the world. And he's not really fussed in what is getting in his way in order to do that. And I just found that concept really, really interesting. And it would be interesting to see someone take that spin on it. Because in the original Fantastic Four films, I mean, he's a full-on full-blown villain he's kind of like i can't separate the difference between dr doom and the robot that seth plays in scooby-doo 2 unleashed do you know what i mean there's no difference literally yeah 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 no difference at all so that would be cool yeah that they, they yeah they really really need to like go in and flesh out that character if they wanted to they could do a Doctor Doom movie like they did with Joker, like a proper standalone, like proper develop that character properly. That would be so awesome because it would be based in Latveria as well, and it would be in like his castle. Yeah. Oh man, that would be so good. Yes. There's actually <laughs> right. a lot of there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of stories where Doctor Doom has people trapped in his castle. He has superheroes trapped in his castle that he's. Yeah. He's made specific cells for to contain them. He's kind of like that. So that would be so good, man. I want to I see mean, that. I mean, yeah, I'd love to see Cillian Murphy as Doctor Doom. I reckon he could proper go yeah, in with that. it's Killian, not Cillian. I always say Cillian. <laughs> <laughs> it pisses me off as much as it pisses you off, mate. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he would be awesome. He's got that kind of like weird robot face as well. We were saying he could also be Namor as well. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got that elf look. You know what I mean? That mythical. Yeah, that kind other of like... worldly sort. His face looks like it's made out of clay. Like someone's proper gone in with their thumbs to like gouge out like the eye sockets. Yeah, yeah. It looks like in like a full moonlight, his ears would grow like up to here, <laughs> like fully like elf ears. Like he's a strange looking bloke, but he is fantastic. Right, should we? We've been chatting for hours. We've been absolutely going for hours about X Men. Should we just? Should we just quickly mull over some of the stuff? Yeah. yeah. Um, anything else we want to say about X Men? Well, I'm just kind of excited to see what happens. Really. Yeah. Well, I trust that Marvel will do a good job this time round because they weren't heavily, heavily involved with the previous ones. No, no. And I think, and I think, in this time, it's going to really, really change. And I think. I do think that it will be good, but I just get a little bit worried about casting sometimes. But so far, they haven't really given us a reason to worry about that. So, no. Yeah, like I think, I think, I think it's a strong choice, and I'm gonna hashtag Daniel Radcliffe as Wolverine. I love that idea. I love that idea. That's such yeah. a good, strong idea. Yeah, I 
I've, so I've got some I've got some cool stuff to, to talk to you about actually. So first things first, um, I found a tweet online. So we are now we are now officially on Twitter. We're gonna have to learn that at so it will be at level up pod ad. That is our thing. Give us a follow. We're just gonna try and like find some like cool stuff for you all to see. We followed loads of um, accounts and Marvel directives and. DC stuff that's happening. So I've got a few things here that, that are really, really interesting. So first thing I've got is, um, it's from MCU Direct. So it's basically a, an account for for straight Marvel Cinematic Universe news. Um, um, and it's an appearance from an alternate reality version of Iron Man is just one of seven ways that could lead to Robert Downey Jr.'s return to the Marvel Universe. So I think that's really, really interesting. I don't think they should do it. I don't want to see. I don't, see, I don't want to see him back. I don't. Really, think really don't. Um, it, like it would be so annoying if they brought him back. It would literally completely trash everything that they did in Endgame. The most I'll, I'll be happy with is if he's like the new voice of like uh, the the AI computer that with the glasses. This is exactly it. Yeah. So um, number one, we've got. This is obviously the most likely way that because I. I think I feel like he's going to be involved because he's such a big death, as well, such a big yeah. important death in the in the movies. So the first one we've got is artificial intelligence, and I do think that that's the most proper way to do it. Yeah. Um, we've also got alternate reality. I think that it's going to change. It's going to go there. We're going to go. We're going to start going into the alternate reality, especially as the popularity of Spider Man keeps climbing. Yeah, and when Sony when Sony wants him back, they're gonna like. Put him through like a wormhole into like the the Sony universe or some shit. And they've got some weird ones here. They've got one called Afterlife. Um, it says here to some fans, the concept of the afterlife in Marvel comics is as simple as a waiting room with a revolving door. You die, you take a number, you wait, and when they call your number, then back you go. Um, that's stupid. Yeah. Uh, we've got conditional re- resurrection. We've got blood transfusion revival. We've got permanent nah, resurrection. It's... But I just think that'd be silly. Don't, they don't need um, him back. Like you don't need him back, man. Like no, they don't. No, they don't. They don't. They don't need him back. But it, it was pretty cool anyway. All right, number yeah, yeah. The other one thing I've got, I've got two more. So I've got, firstly, well, just mention it. We've got. Um, a new series coming out in America um, on the CW network, um, Superman and Lois Lane. You know anything about this? No. <laughs> no, no, I it, haven't heard it, of it. No. You don't know any. You don't know anything about it though. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we had this big chat about Superman, didn't we? And yeah, I've I've got the poster up here. I've got the poster up here. I'll just show you. What's quickly. it called again? I'll look it up. It's called Superman and Lois. It's got the the supporting actor from Teen Wolf. As Superman, he does look like Superman. Looks pretty fucking cheesy. <laughs> yeah, that's what, exactly what I thought when I looked at it as well. Like, like I can't believe that they're actually that that has been made for now. Like that looks so dated. <laughs> I'm shutting that down right now. Mm, well, we've got Batwoman coming as well, so that sounds more interesting. Well, it's I think I think I think this is what. So it's just been announced that Superman and Lois and Batwoman will have a two-hour crossover at some point next season. So Superman and Lois is well on its way to it started already. Um, so we'll check. I'll, I'm going to check that out. It, I don't know. It does. It does look really dated. You're right. Really strange. 
Yeah, and then the next thing I've got is I've got a, a little thing from, again, MCU Direct. You should definitely follow um, these guys at MCU underscore Direct. Um, and we here we've got, there are currently five undated MCU movies that have been rumoured or reported to be in development at Marvel Studios. So we have Nova. So this is not Nova um, Silver Surfer's next of kin kind of thing. No, no. He's from the Nova Corp, isn't he? He's, he's, he's like a blue man. <laughs> yeah. Um, and very similar. He's kind of like a space Captain America. His yeah. powers come from the Nova Force and his abilities include flight, super strength, durability, speed and the power to absorb energy and release it. And yeah, and he's kind of been, he's kind of, James Gunn has also revealed that he's been kicking around with the idea of putting Nova into Guardians of the Galaxy, because that's obviously where he's going to come from. The Nova core is, is the whole, the whole, the, the whole Guardians of the Galaxy film, the first bit, with all of the people like working together to try and stop the ship. Um, I like, I, I like it, but I don't want MCU Superman. That's what I don't want. Yeah, that's what yeah, it seems yeah. like to me. <laughs> that's exactly what it seems like to me. Then we've got. It's weird the, that they've chosen to do a Nova film before, like a Silver Surfer film. It's like, why, why do that sort of character that no one's fucking heard of? As well, I think with the MCU, they what they really like to do is take characters that aren't that well known and then just completely like transform them for cinema just so then they, they then they, again then they can own all of production rights and all of that sort of shit then we've got Namor a Namor story yeah I I like that idea I like I like Namor he's got a really interesting story I've been I've recently picked up a 1995 first edition Namor comic um, and I read it the other day and it's fantastic I love that kind of under the sea yeah. vibe, but the only thing that I'd have to be really careful with is making it not be like Aquaman because it's exactly the same. Yeah, it's about Atlanta, it's about myths, it's about Poseidon, the Trident. It's all very similar, so they would have to be really, really careful. But I do think that the Moor is a much more interesting character than Aquaman is. Oh yeah, because the Moor is set. The Moor is the Moor is quite. He's quite mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? He yeah. wasn't he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't brought up to believe he wasn't brought up on the shore, he was brought up in the sea and where the people of land are abusing the sea and that's kind of where his hate and anger for the, the land comes from. And I like that idea. I think it would be really, really awesome. We've got a little rumour here that says um this it's the the movie rights um, are very complex because of the character um, because partly is owned by Universal alongside the Incredible Hulk um, and apparently Universal did have an idea to bring Namor into the you know make it a long time ago but it never came to be Kevin Kevin Feige Feige how do you say that name? <laughs> Feige I'd say Feige Feige <laughs> well anyway um, Kevin shared that He's confirmed that the character definitely has a future in the MCU. It's just a matter of when, because of basically it's the older contracts that come with that character that are stopping Marvel being able to create a solo movie based on based on him. 
Yeah. Yeah, so we've got yeah, we've talked about that. We've got um we've got a Deadpool three as well. Yeah, I'm I'm reasonably think... excited for that. It's alright. I I mean I, I wasn't a bit I wasn't a big huge fan of the first one, but I liked what it tried to do. I actually prefer the second one. I think the second one's a lot better. Mm-hmm. And they set up quite a good um team for the third one. So yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to that. I just wish they did a whole Marvel film with that dad that just tagged along in the second movie. That would be so good. <laughs> when he's like jumping out of the plane, that was like my favorite bit of the, of of any Deadpool film. When he was like when he was like flying <laughs> down to the like, earth, and all his face is moving. That's like the best shit ever. Yeah, and then we've got some Disney Plus shows as well that they're trying to bring back. So we've got we've got a Ghost Rider, um, animated series. We've got Ironheart, which is this new vibe of Tony Stark. You know about this? Yeah, I've heard about it. I don't, I'm not really... Yeah. Yeah. Um, it could be interesting. It could be interesting. Oh, we've got Young Avengers. Hmm. Is that a cartoon? No. Yeah, these are all like Marvel animated series, I think. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm not... I'm not I, like, I prefer... If I'm going to watch a Marvel cartoon, I'll watch like an like a old one. F- f- more for the, like, the nostalgia... Absolutely, yeah. Should we, uh, should we round it up? Yeah, let's round it up, boy. The song, the song. I think the song, the song. I've got the song. Needs to be the the X Men cartoon theme tune. Yes, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah. I recently started watching that as well. It's very, very good. The original series on on Disney Plus at the moment. The cartoon. I series. need to. I need to watch that. I need to get on that. It is. Just... It's just easy, easy watching crap. Great, yeah, so we'll have that as our final song. And there's only one thing else to do, which is decide what we may talk about next week. I think next week we should uh, potentially try and bring Anne Guest in. Ooh, okay. What, you want to slap with that episode seven guest? (laughs) Yeah, the seven, episode seven guest, yeah. I think yeah, yeah I mean we'll um, see if we can uh, we can arrange that. Yeah. Just do if if we can arrange that I reckon just like a one off episode, more of like a like a free form episode where we Yeah. It'd be probably more like a free for all episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where we're just slamming like bare theories at each other. Yeah. Um But uh if we if we can't do that, um let's try and think of a backup plan. Do you know what I quite like to talk about? Well, I quite like to talk about this new era of television show that dawned from Stranger Things. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We haven't really talked about TV. I would like. I would like to talk about like Stranger Things and and how it's changed the structure of everything that's come after. Yeah. Do you know what I mean by that? Like Stranger Things. Do you remember Stranger Things coming out and then all of a sudden, like it's almost like it's like we're back in the eighties again. I gotta know. Yeah. Like, there's this like kind of like eighties vibe, and everyone's dressing like, like eleven, and and you can get like egos in the supermarket. I don't know. Like Stranger yeah. Things is definitely a top chat for us as well because it's ridiculously good. We could call the episode Stranger Things and More. <laughs> Stranger Things and More. <laughs> yeah, I like it. All right, let's chat about let's chat about her then next week. Peng. All right. Thanks Delicious. for listening, cunts. I'll see you Thanks later. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. Bye.